I'm Samuel Davis Jr. Welcome to the Black and Blue Podcast. A black man wearing the police uniform of blue can be painful. The mission of this podcast is to understand the necessity of proper policing and fair treatment for everyone. Black and blue is a delicate balance with the scales of justice never reaching all people. These are my stories. This is my journey, a 28-year career in law enforcement that's led to making a difference in the lives of others. The name of this story is Bill Bean. On February 9th, 1999, I was at home watching the television. I don't know what was on about between 4 and 5 o'clock or somewhere in that time span, but over the television came a live update from one of the channels. What happened was an officer had been shot. So they went to a live update on what was going on with that. And I'm sitting there watching TV with a little nervous twinge because I can see that there was a Sacramento Police Department vehicle there. Someone was being life flighted to the hospital. There was a good possibility that that was somebody that I knew. So I continued to watch. Further developments would come along and they would give us a little bit of information. You know how when things like that happen and you're watching it on the news and you get updates and you just kind of pay attention to it. This was one of those days for me. So I knew of the shooting. I knew that an officer had been shot. I knew that officer worked for the Sacramento Police Department. They would not release the name of who that officer was and especially not the finality of the whole situation. So me, myself, I pray just as I do in every situation where an officer gets injured. I say a prayer, a silent prayer, praying that that officer gets better or is going to be in good shape. I would hope somebody would have done the same for me during the time I spent as a police officer. Didn't know if the officer was going to survive or not, but you still pray for him. Anytime you're in a situation when you put your life on the line and you're out there to protect people, two or three seconds of prayer can only help. On the other side, I would think to myself, all the calls I've been on, you know, because this is when it starts to work your mind. An officer may have been shot, but you start thinking about yourself and how many times have you been in a situation where it could have ended this way which brings anxiety to the entire situation because now I'm worried about who that officer is, if I know that officer, if I have a relationship with that officer, and just the overall sadness that somebody shot a police officer. Again, the officer was life-flighted to UC Davis Medical Center. I don't know who the officer is. I'm just standing in front of the TV watching the event unfold, and then I got a phone call. Phone call came from one of our friends from the police garage, and he was a good dude. He knew everybody, and, you know, we were good friends with him. He called, and I heard his voice and started to listen intently on what he was saying. He says, you know, an officer got shot, right? And I said, yeah, I heard about that. I'm watching it on the news. He says, man, and he just sounds so dejected in his voice, and he was like, man, you know this was Bill Bean, right? And so I just kind of said, oh, okay, no, I didn't know who it was. And he says, man, he passed away. And not a lot I could do at that point. I had just a a reaction that I can't explain. It just almost felt like my legs didn't work anymore. And I had to sit down in the middle of the garage and just ask myself, what is going on? It brings me back to a time in my life where I first recognized that human beings could die. And that was at my grandmother's funeral, 1974, I believe it was. And I didn't know that people could die. I was eight years old. I know that they could on TV, but I didn't know if they could in real life. I'd never seen a person, a dead body or a person, you know, passing away. I'd never seen that before my grandmother passed away in 1974. Well, with all that trauma, with that situation with my grandmother in 1974, comes this day, February 9th, 1999, because now 
There is no innocence in my thought process of being a police officer, not just reading the fact that police officers can die, but to understand that one that works with you and has bonded with you and is good friends with you can die also. You can also be killed in the line of duty as a police officer. Those were my thoughts. And the times weren't innocent anymore. And it made me think of one thing, survival. How do I move forward knowing that this just happened to Bill? So I got on the phone and called a coworker of mine who was in charge of the peer support program. And in situations like this, she was just key. And I asked her, what could I possibly do to help out? She basically told me that there were going to be a bunch of people that were going to be showing up at the hospital and it would be a good idea for me to maybe comfort some of those people. And although I agree, I'm just thinking to myself, what am I doing? I mean, I'm trying to comfort people and I don't even know how I feel about all this. So I say, okay, drive to the hospital. And as I arrive at the hospital, I ask a couple questions, get pointed into certain directions. And here I go. So in front of a room, the chaplain came out. The chaplain is the clergy that we have that works with the police department and basically shows up to all of these things. But this particular time, it was Bill's situation. So she opens the room door. I go into the room door and there he is. And when I say there he is, I mean, still had the apparatus in his mouth, laying there lifeless. And I don't know if I've ever had a raw moment than that. Shirt was off. He was covered. It was a very, very raw moment. And I sat there looking at my friend just be gone. And see, when things like that happen, and you start to think about your life, which direction is it going to go? How do I make another vehicle stop? How do I deal with the public? Who do I even be angry about? What do I be angry about? And, you know, who? A lot of thoughts swirled around my mind. Bill and I played a lot of softball together. We played a lot of football together. We both played for the Sacramento Police Department's football or pig bowl team. We spent a lot of time in the summers and the springs just going from softball diamond to softball diamond and just playing in a lot of tournaments and just getting to know each other and just getting to bond with each other. And that's what our whole team did. And that's what this whole thing was about for me. I got to know these guys better because of the things that we did together. And now my thoughts are crushed. One, it makes me feel horrible that my friend has passed away. Two, it makes me feel more horrible to now have the comprehension and the understanding that you too could be killed in this job. The rest of that night, I tried to comfort as many people as I possibly could, but I don't know how well of a job I did because I don't know if I could be comforted at all. It would take some time to move past this, if I ever have, to be honest. Bill's funeral was quite an amazing thing. A lot of officers came up from different agencies in the state of California and rode their motorcycles. And I never will forget, we were on a bus and we were going to Bill's hometown and we're driving by on the freeway and over the overpass, you see these CHP officers waving down and saluting us as the bus is driving by. Those of you that have never been to a police funeral, you may not understand what I'm talking about, but when you get the opportunity to go, You should see where the energy brings you. This particular day of his funeral, it rained most of the day. And in my mind, I was thinking to myself, you know, God moved the clouds back out of the way and just kind of let us have it with the rain. I got an opportunity to meet Bill's family. I had known his fiance at the time because she would come to the softball games and the pig bowl. Got a chance to to see where he grew up, all the fantastic things that he did with his family and just the type of person that he was. So it gets difficult to think about what could happen what could have happened on this job, the energy. At the funeral, was very, very uplifting, but at the same time, very, very sad. You know, I've never spoken about 
the murder of Bill Bean. It hurts too much to hold that conversation. But his death would not be in vain ever because I will understand Bill's mistakes that led to his death. So what happened is Bill and another officer were riding in a car and they make a vehicle stop. At some point, the vehicle they stopped drive off. I think they actually made contact with the driver and passenger prior to them driving off. But anyway, they drove off. The suspects did. And Bill and his partner gave chase. Bill was in the passenger seat. His partner was driving. And they chased the car until the car just kind of sputtered out. So what we're taught to do is give verbal instructions from behind the car door where there's some safety. Right. If somebody starts to shoot, at least you have some metal in the way to kind of protect you. Bill didn't do that. And it's pretty much the reason why he got shot is because of how he responded to it. Now, I don't say that being critical. I'm a whole lot of emotional in this moment. And so things may come out. They may not come out right. But Bill ran up on the car and I guess he was going to open the door and take the passenger out like that. But as he did that, he looks over and he sees the handgun because he makes a gesture to kind of cover himself. And it's just too late. He shot in between the vest, which is where the vest kind of connects. And it went into, I believe, his lungs and then his heart, something like that. But this is what it is. All these years later, 23 years later, the death of this officer still sits in my mind in the forefront. I've never really had an opportunity to speak on this and release the trauma that I've experienced with this. Now, some are going to hear this story and they're going to think what they think about police officers. That is not my point. My point is I had a friend that was murdered, that was killed in the line of duty. And there are several situations in which I've been in that I put myself in that very same situation. It's kind of sad. I saw Bill's mother and father and family at the funeral. It was just a very, very positive thing to see them. But under those circumstances, it was just overbearing. But what I will say to this is I, was, I will always follow that energy of positivity from Bill. And I will never forget the times that we spent together, places we hung out, the things that we did. Part of my journey is Bill's passing away. And I know the sooner I come to grips with that, the better I'm going to understand the situation. But when law enforcement officers lose their lives, no matter what other people think, it is a tragedy. And I'm glad for the first time that I'm speaking about this because that tragedy has lasted in my mind for 23 years. 